What's good, family? It's your boy, Just Blaze, host of the best NBA pod in the game, Above the Rim. Keep it locked each week and join myself and a special guest as we tackle the latest rumblings in the league. If it's happening in the NBA, you know I got you covered. Make sure you subscribe on all platforms and leave that five-star review. Let's get it. Um, you can see, Jans, everybody says that take my style from uh, Kuzma. I've been doing this shit since I was in the league. I always wear sweats. You can go back and check. She gave me the idea. No. So, she bought me this too. Stop putting it. There's little kids on there. So, guys, uh, you know, the freak. Stop. What is wrong with you? He could be a freak on the court and on the shit. Oh you know what I'm saying? Talk about it. You are now tuned in to Above the Rim. Family, family, welcome to another edition of Above the Rim, the latest episode of Above the Rim, episode 86. Brought to you as always by your honorable host, it's your boy Justin, aka Just Blaze. And joining me this week, one of the homies from the infamous Twitter sports thread that I always tell you we got going on. You guys are very familiar with his brother, my man Chris, who's been on here a couple of episodes. Chris Lehman, shout out to him. But um, tonight, the other half of one of my favorite pods to listen to, one the co-host of the Brothers Lehman Sports Happy Hour, my man Jonathan Lehman. What's good, my brother? What's good, fam? What's happening? Chilling, man. Appreciate it. Thank you for uh, blessing me with the opportunity to be on the show. Much appreciated. Of course, my brother. Anytime. You know how we do. <laughs> it's um, it's a long yes, time sir. coming for you, JL. Long time coming. You yes, should have been on here, man. <laughs> hey, man, I should have been on there. But, you know, daddy duty calls. So, you know, <laughs> and been raising this little this little next NBA star I got coming up. Oh, Two yeah. years old now. So. Future so bull, sickin- future bull. You know what I'm saying? So in about 15 <laughs> years or so, be on the lookout for this this little bulldog that's going to be tearing up the courts. That's mm, all I got to say. I hear that. I hear that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so family, as always, family, you can find Above the Rim anywhere you listen to podcasts, whether that be iTunes, Stitcher, Google, Spotify, YouTube, lineups.com as well. To get in contact with your boy, you can always hit me up and follow me on Twitter at just blaze underscore 513 that's j-u-s-b-l-a-z-e underscore 513 or ig is just blaze 513 and on facebook search above the rim podcast email the show as well above the rim nba podcast at gmail.com call up to talk about in line if you have got any feedback anything like that 908-718-1592 and uh jl man tell tell uh tell a family where they can find you brother I can be reached. Uh, you can hit me and my brother up. We can always be found uh, on Twitter, at Brothers Layman. You can hit us up on our email, thebrotherslayman at gmail.com. Uh, you can hit me up specifically on Instagram at my man Roe. And, uh, yeah, if y'all got any uh, anything y'all want to say sports-wise, hit us up. We'll definitely hit y'all back. And, uh, hey. If you're ready for that time. happy hour, hit him up. <laughs> Hey, if you're ready for that happy hour, you better come correct, though. You get bit coming in playing with these, uh, with these, this pit of snakes. I hear that. I hear that. I hear that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, man. So this episode, family, we getting into the East Coast edition of uh, Contender or Pretender. I did West Coast uh, last week with my boy Reem. And um, the East playoff race is very, it's low-key sticky right now, JL. It's very sticky, yes, very competitive, that East race. 100%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's looking good. You got a lot of teams that are that are battling it out for the last little spots in the mm-hmm. in the in the conference. So, I, honestly, the East is very up for grabs. It is, if you will. It is. It it definitely is. It's definitely up for grabs, and it's going to be an interesting discussion when we get there. But before we get into that, uh, my boy Damo called in, friend of the show, Damo, and left a voicemail. Discussing these damn Lakers, JL, and I can't even front. I'm not even gonna lie, my man has been right thus far. So uh let's hear it. All right. What's good above the rim family. It's your boy, none other than Damo, calling up. And um, you know, I I, I wanna talk about the the LA circus that's going on. The La Circus <laughs> that's going on out there in LA. Um mm. my 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 question is to you just 
is uh, where you got LeBron now in your pressure cooker? Because mm. it ain't looking too good out there, man. Uh. And as I've said before, you know, I'm not surprised at all. You know, at the meltdown that's going on out there. You know, I, you know, from the get go, when LeBron made that move to go out there, I already knew what Tom was, man. That's 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 prima donna, Bron's homeland right there. You know what I'm saying? He's just gonna live the rest of his mm. life. You know, whether he gets rings out there or not. You know, he's just he, he, you could tell already. Look at him; he's in the studio with two chains. <laughs> You know, he's got the big You know, he's all about Hollywood now. It's Hollywood Bron now, you know. He's done with the rings, man. Mm. You know, um, mm. like I predicted before, I didn't think they was going to make the playoffs, and I still stand by that, you know. And right now, I'm looking real good in my prediction. Mm. So, um, yeah, I mm. just wanted to know just well, where you see LeBron in your pressure cooker right now. Mm. Dabo, appreciate the call, my brother. He said some some big things there, and I'm not going to lie. Damo, in the first episode of the season, J.L., when he was up here, he said the Lakers are not making the playoffs. I don't care what you say. It's not enough with this roster. And I called him crazy. <laughs> and now it's not, it's not looking so crazy, man. I mean... JL, really quick, but when we get into this Lakers stuff, because it's hot right now, man, I, I got to say, I've been very disappointed in LeBron this year. Honestly, man, very disappointed. I've, I've never been one of those LeBron bashes, but um, but this season, his leadership, man, it's taking a serious nosedive, man. The finger pointing, the lack of effort is, is, uh, is alarming to me, man. And as far as my pressure cooker, as Damo asked, that shit is off the scale, JL. I'm going to be honest. It's, it's off the scale right now. I'm going to lose respect for this man if he does not make the playoffs this year. Straight up. To me, it's unacceptable. I'm only asking for the AFC, JL. Only the AFC, brother. I mean, look, when when the season started, LeBron made the move over here, and there was a lot of talk about basically them leapfrogging everybody mm. to get the second, third seed, whatever. Yeah. I was of the mindset, you know, kind of similar to your boy Damo. I didn't think they'd be out of the playoffs, but I predicted they'd be no higher than six. Mm, I, okay. But when it comes to LeBron, the thing is, everything the people are pointing about, are pointing out about LeBron right now, LeBron been doing. Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> new. Like, like, well, he ain't, he ain't playing defense. He wasn't playing defense last year in Cleveland. Y'all just wasn't paying attention. Yeah, that's true. It wasn't scrutinized as heavy, I feel like. That's even though awful. even though he scrutinized no. heavy, but I feel like it's another level this year. Well, because it was the East. Yeah. And you knew, regardless, you knew LeBron was going to the finals. Mm -hmm. You it's like, oh, what? Well, he's saving himself. And yeah. that's, that's cool because he can do that in the East. Mm -hmm. You can't do it in the West. You can't coast like that in the West. Like we and my brother and I talked about this last year in the West. Basically, two through eight was like a three-game difference. Mm -hmm. You got teams in the East still six, seven, eight under, under five hundred. Yeah, <laughs> you can do. You can get away with this nonsense in the East. You can't do that out West. And he's learned. He learned. And I think part of it was yes, he came out here. I think part of it was due to his son, him trying to find the right place for his son to play ball. Uh -huh. I specifically signed a four-year deal so that by the time his son hits the league, he can be a free agent and play with his son for his last year in the league. Yeah. Do you think he's he's waiting it out in L.A. for that to happen? Because I feel like that's, a, that's something that's on the table for Braun. That's a, definitely well, I, a goal of I, his. I think by the time his contract ends... The school year will be over. <laughs> Got the the eight the the NBA is about to pass the rules, so you can be straight yeah, out of high school. I know. To the pros. They definitely are bringing that back. They're getting rid of that one and done rule, bro. LeBron is like, okay, once my contract's up, whoever drafts my kid, that's where I'm going to end my career. Hmm. Yeah. It's definitely on the table for Braun, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, he's definitely looking like Hollywood Braun right now. And Damo, before he always said it from the beginning, he said, listen, LeBron came here for the likes. He came here for the IG likes. And he's not looking, he's not looking that crazy right now because I'm questioning, I'm not questioning LeBron the player, his greatness, what he can bring to the table, because obviously you can see this is a 
uh, semi-reserve LeBron. He's still damn near averaging a triple-double. Still giving you 27-20. Because he can do that in his sleep. So it's never been a question about his talent. And we're not questioning his talent. It's just, to me, I feel like, to me, my issue with LeBron is his leadership this season. And because I feel like his need, his leadership needed to take a step up in his 14th or 15th year, whatever year this is, to me, it took a step down when they needed his leadership to be even more on the forefront. And that's why I'm a little bit disappointed in him this year. The thing is, you, you kind of see why LeBron has shied away from the young guys, yes. especially at Cleveland. Yes. I mean, you saw he had the opportunity to get in Andrew Wiggins. He was like, nah, give me Kevin Love. Yeah, oh, like, quickly he got rid of Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> like, the only real young guy he was, he he seemed to like and and want to play with was Kyrie. And then it got to a point where Kyrie was like, I'm out. Mm-hmm. I can't deal with you no more. Mm. So I mean, you kind of got the idea that just leadership-wise, to me, LeBron has never been the best leader. I call him owner, GM, coach. Le GM. <laughs> what, whatever you want to call him. But the thing was that LeBron didn't understand is, yes, you are the big ticket in town in Cleveland. Mm. Cleveland compared to L.A. Is, is apples to oranges. You can't compare the two. Yeah. Yeah. There ain't nothing else to do in Cleveland but go to a Cavs game. <laughs> you want to see the Browns play? We, we, ain't nothing to do. There's no nightlife like that. So J.R. Smith said that. There ain't no nightlife. <laughs> Junk him. Noah's clown in Cleveland. Yeah, he came, to, he came to L.A. Now you ain't the big ticket in town. Yeah. Yes, the Lakers are a, are a great ticket. But a lot of people are like, I, I don't have to go to a Laker game. I can go to I can go to this place. Oh, I can go out to a restaurant. To I can go to a club. I can go downtown, do something. I don't have to go to a game. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the draw of LeBron, it's not it, it's not what it is in a city like Cleveland. Mm. And the expectation of LeBron is, well, LeBron comes to your team, you automatically going to the finals or, uh, yeah, something, uh, go very deep in the the playoffs. Finals or better. Finals or less. And and LA has always been a championship or bust city. And the last few years have been really crappy. Mm-hmm. So there was this huge expectation. They, oh, we we got we got the we got the best player in the league. We we moving back in. We we moving back in the right direction. Yeah. And for whatever reason, injuries, uh, magic plays a part in it. I, I think there's a lot of factors. A lot of there factors. are a lot of yeah. And then that to me, the Anthony Davis trade disaster was the icing on the cake. That was the 100%. icing on the cake. Yeah. And part of me wants to say, yeah, these young dudes need to grow up, understand it's a business. I mean, shit, Pau Gasol's name was tossed in trade rumors for years out here in L.A. Uh-huh. He was still But he was still, he was still a professional at that time, Pau Gasol. That's he was I'm still saying. playing so through you, it. He was a veteran. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You, you can play through that, though. You got to yeah. play through that. You gotta 100%. Understand. Like, look, bro, it, 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 no hard feelings. I know all y'all grew up loving LeBron, but look, this is... I'm trying to win. Yeah, listen, <laughs> listen, Jay. I'm gonna be real. These young boys, they need to suck it up, okay? It's a, it's a damn business at the end of the day, and I don't want to hear anything about their, they, we, they killed their mentality because they're in trade rumors. Grow up, man. This is you're in a, this you're a professional. Come on, come this on, is Jess, a business. You know, you know the golden age of the NBA we used yeah. to watch. Yeah, it, there was none of this. Like, there was none. On. There was none of this, buddy. Let me. That's why I like, I like Giannis's mentality. Mm-hmm. They asked Giannis. Are you working out with these dudes in nope. the offseason? No, because I want to beat them. I don't want them knowing what I'm working on so they can, you know, figure out ways to beat me. Of course. I'm trying to perfect my craft so I can beat them. Definitely. That's what I want to hear. I don't want you teaming up, all this nonsense. <laughs> I don't want to see all that. No. I definitely, agree, I definitely agree with you 100%. And I'm glad you brought up my man Giannis because it's a great segue now into the Eastern Conference. Contender or pretender, JL. And um, okay. we said before, it's sticky icky in the East right now. I'm not going to lie. Eastern playoff race is real deal. 2019 playoffs is going to be something special to watch. Um, so basically, going to same format as last week. I'm going contender or pretender for each one of the East, each one of the teams in the Eastern Conference playoff race. We're going to talk about if we believe in a team, if we think they're a legit threat, um, some strengths and some weaknesses of each one of the teams as well. And um, so let's start off at the Bucks, man. Best record in the NBA. 
First mm. in defense, JL. Fourth in offense. Only team in top five in both categories, which is a, a Good combination. great combination. Uh, mm-hmm. Best defense in the league, as I said before. Uh, my guy Giannis averaging 27, 12, and 6. Numbers not seen since Wilt. A block as well, steals as well. And um, the Milwaukee Bucks, they have six guys averaging du- double figures in scoring. Very balanced mm. roster. Um, mm-hmm. And when I look at this Milwaukee Bucks team, I see the image of a complete team. I think they're a very complete team, very well-balanced team. But I'm a little nervous, JL. I got all the faith in Giannis, because that's my guy. I love Brogdon. I think he's a solid scorer, solid ball handler, also a solid defender. I think he's in the 50-40-90 club right now, um, if he ends the season this way. And I like their depth and everything like that, and I love that they have a clear identity around Giannis. I took the cool pole, the Greek freak. But... When I look around, I don't know who I can trust in a playoff series other than Giannis when the going gets tough. And that's when I'm a little bit afraid of with Milwaukee. But I forgot this because I, I skipped over this. Um, disclaimer, contender for me for Milwaukee Bucks. So I have them as a contender. But I'm just a little bit nervous about them when it comes to that because I can trust Giannis in the playoffs to do his job. But can I trust for a second star to emerge in the playoffs? Um. Well, I'm I'm gonna go contender as well. Mm-hmm. I hear you on being nervous, just just because Giannis has never been out the first round. Yeah. So yeah, you're like, okay. At what point are you gonna break through this? Now I, I, I do faith, think though. this is. I, I I do too. I think this is the year that they break through. Um, I just think they just have too much depth. Uh not succeed mm. um, you you just look at all the guys they can throw at you you know Eric Bledsoe you know you mentioned Brogdon you got Chris Middleton you got Brooke Lopez they just added Pal Gasol I mean they they have the a great mix of youth and veterans I think they have guys they they have guys who have defined roles and yes. know their roles and execute their roles very well like a, a guy that many people don't talk about Tony Snell Mm. This guy knows his role. He plays solid defense. He hits the open three. You know, he he's he's not trying to do more than he's supposed to or the, more than he knows he can. He just does what he's supposed to do. So, I mean, uh, they, Mike Budenholzer honestly should be coach of the year. He's my I, pick for coach of the year. I got him as my coach of the year. The way, the way he's turned this team around, you mm. know, because... You know, let's not forget a lot of people were were, were shitting on Budenholzer yeah. coming off of him with the Hawks and mm-hmm. looking good. And now you take. But him. they did have a lot of success on on those Hawks teams. It was I, just I, that I, they they were a pretender to me. Yeah, they yes. had they had a great regular season record. But I personally, I knew once Al Horford was your top player, <laughs> Joe, Al Horford, Joe Johnson, whichever one you want to call it, that's not going to get it done. Keep him in the buck. It's not going to get it done. Hundred <laughs> percent. Hundred percent, mm. but but like you said, I mean these these guys are very complete team. Mm. They are only team in the top five in both offense and defense. Mm-hmm. I mean that is a that's big. That is a that's a huge combination. That that's a winning combo. Yes. I mean if you you shutting teams down and scoring with the best of them. I mean, even Golden State ain't doing that these days. So. Exactly. And and you know what I like about Milwaukee Jail is I like their length. Look at their length yeah. of their team. Yep. Brooke Lopez. He's I mean, he can't rebound for his damn life. Good lord. But he could block a shot every every now and yeah. again. <laughs> he could block hey, a I'll shot. What about uh, Meritich? Hey, you got Meritich. Meritich, to me, it was I called in one of my earlier episodes. He was the of the trading deadline. He was the best basketball pickup of the deadline. Mm-hmm. And when I say basketball, I mean his fit-wise with this lineup because I think he will fit in seam. He is fitting in seamlessly. And I think he's going to play a major role. And I think he can win you a game, a guy like Meritage. He can sneakily get you 25 or 30 on a sneak. Oh, he, when when he's hot, he's hot. Exactly. When he's hit, he, he's, he's rolling. Exactly. And I think he's going to play a lot of minutes and I think he's going to have a prominent role off that bench with him and Pau Gasol. That's a solid Euro combo coming off the bench. Well, Milwaukee did the smart thing, and they truly did build around Giannis's strength. Yes, like it yes. was like Giannis. It Giannis is working on his, his shot still. You know, he's improved his three point shooting, but he's not still a really good three point shooter. Mm-hmm. So that's like, okay, he needs to get to the paint. Easiest way to get to the paint, 
have shooters around him to, to pull the defenders out. So that gives you the Brogdons, the Brooke Lopez's, you know, mm-hmm. Chris Tin, Eric Bledsoe, you know, Meritage, all these dudes can hit threes. So all, all you can is just open in the lane, and all it takes is two steps for Giannis, and he's dunking. A hundred percent. It's nothing for him to get get to the rack. But to, to me, what I was thinking is what I need to see from Giannis is what I, what I was always saying before, is I need to see him elevate the level of the level of play from his teammates in the postseason. That, to me, is the hurdle that Giannis has to go over. Because remember last year, they were playing the uh, Boston Celtics, and yep. um, Eric Bledsoe, he was getting worked by Rozier. <laughs> worked. And I didn't see... I'm not necessarily blaming Giannis for that, but when that was happening, I needed Giannis to stop the bleeding in that case. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? And he wasn't able to do that and will his team to a victory when his man is getting worked on the court. So I need Giannis to elevate the level of play from his teammates and make all his teammates better, like a guy like Bledsoe. I need to see 15 or 20 from Bledsoe in the playoffs in order for them to, to advance far. I need to see about 20 from Bledsoe. I'm not going to lie. Him and Middleton, they got to get me close to 20. I think Bledsoe is going to be good now, especially now that he got this extension. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be comfortable. He can play loose and free. Mm. I he ain't worrying about money now. He ain't worrying about his true, next contract. True, he's true. He, he he was playing that night against the Lakers like he just got his direct deposit. He was. You go. <laughs> he was. He was. I'm not going to lie. He was. And um, I said it on Twitter, and I'm going to say it again here. I got the Bucks and the Rockets in the finals 2019, bro. You ain't letting them Rockets go. That's it. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not playing. June, baby. <laughs> hey, we'll see you in June. See you in June. You know it. Um, <laughs> I keep the same energy, JL. You know me, man. I don't play. I'm with it. I, I, I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, so moving on in the Eastern Conference, the Toronto Raptors, second in the Eastern Conference, mm-hmm. seventh in offense, seventh in defense as well. Uh, they're 22 and three. I saw a stat online in games where Kyle Lowry scores 15 or more points. They're five and five when he scores less than 10. Um, I like the pickup of Marcus Saul in the trading deadline. I noticed I saw online also that since the All Star break, they're um in assist percentage or assist rate or something like that. They're first in the league since they got Marcus Saul since he started playing there. So that to me tells me that they're moving the ball a lot better and they're taking the ball out of. Kyrie, uh, Kyrie, look at me, from out of Kyle Lowry's hands and putting it in Marcus Gasol's hands in the high post, mid post, and running the offense a little bit through him. And um, JL, man, we got to talk about Siaka, man, because he's second on the team in points per game, averaging more than 16 per contest. So I have the Toronto Raptors as a contender for me, personally. I think they are a really, really solid team. I love their depth on their team. I love what Kawhi brings to the table. And I think he's going to be dynamite in the playoffs as well. And I'll talk about my gripes with them after, but I'm going to go contender for me. What about you, JL? I'm definitely going to go contender. Mm. Um, I do have questions. (laughs) Talk to me. (laughs) But I will say um, uh, second best player on this team is definitely Pascal Siakam. Uh, I think he's taking his game to a whole nother level. Second best, I, I, you said. Second best player mm, on his team, yes. Okay. Um, I, I think this young man has worked his way into a really great player. I think he's he I, he reminds me a little bit of Kawhi in the in mm. the kind of the steps he's taking to improve and and evolve his game to be an all around player. Because you saw last year he was kind of the high motor, high energy kind of guy. And this year he's taken it to another level. He's, he's worked on his three-point shot, which gives him another another um Very another weapon with that, by the way. Team. Yeah. You know, he's using his length a little bit differently. He's been a little bit more aggressive on the boards and attacking the basket. So you can see he's getting a lot more comfortable with his role and and, and his play. And I, I the sky's the limit for this kid. He's like 20, 20. 5, 24, 20. I mean, yeah. they, 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 I got to give kudos to the Toronto Raptors scouting department because yes. they found some, some, nuggets, they got some man. gems on that bench, low key though, right? I mean, hey, I did some digging. I'm just like, wait a minute. So I was like, Siakam was in it, was a, was a pick in the 20s. Mm-hmm. OJ, uh, OG, uh, out of, uh, Ananobi. I, yeah. I didn't know he was a pick in the 20s. 
Van Fleet was a, a, an undrafted pick. Mm-hmm. Norman Powell was a second round pick. So I mean, you're talking about these aren't like your star players, but you're talking about guys who have given you really good minutes and are playing really specific roles for you guys. Mm-hmm. And all these guys are late first round, second round, undrafted players. That's mm-hmm. kudos to the scouting department. Definitely, I agree. So. I was listening to everything you said, JL, and I wanted to talk to you about something because you brought up Siakam, as you said, is the second best player on the Raptors, right? Yes. So for a championship contender team, do you think that's enough? If Can Siakam be a second best player on a championship contender team? That's a question. I think he can be because their mm. superstar player is that good in Kawhi Leonard. Okay. Now, the only question I have with Kawhi is the conditioning factor when it comes to the playoffs only because he's been sitting out so many back-to-backs and sitting out so many but games. you know why? They're sitting him, though. I think they're purposely doing it. I don't think it's due to lack of condition. I feel like they're telling him to sit oh, no, down. No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just talking about I'm wondering how his conditioning is going to be mm. just because he is sitting a lot. and it, Load it management. <laughs> It's getting to a point where I'm just like, okay, you you got a seven game series, you ain't gonna be sitting, are you? True. You gonna have the endurance to push through that just because you've been sitting so much this season? Honestly, I think so it'll I, be fine. I don't know. Though. I, don't I think know. it'll be fine only because there's no back to backs in the playoffs. True. 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 Yeah, that's what you feel like. I feel like it'll be all right. My other question with Toronto, of course, is Kyle Lowry. I mean, oh, the, thank you. About time. When, when brother. <laughs> Had to decompress. I'm never gonna forget that when he had to decompress in a game. Come I was on, just like, man. Decompress. He mentally just he ain't got it. I've never seen anything like that in my life, Jay. I've never heard anything like that before. With the highest Decom- level of competition to decom to go to the locker room and decompress. Come on. What are we what talking they, about? Like what? What is going on? <laughs> Well, I, I just, I don't know. I He's the problem. I, 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 but I will say this. I think trading DeMar DeRozan, little little bit of a fire under him. Yes. He has much better this season. Mm-hmm. I think um, he's second or third in the league in assists, I believe, this year. He, he, yeah. he's, he's really been a man on a mission. So I, I think not having his boy there anymore kind of, put his focus back on basketball. I think he we and DeMar home. were having a really good time together. You know, they're boys, they're best friends, they're hanging out all the time, so on and so forth. And I personally think sometimes it was kind of their friendship yeah. overtook winning to an extent. Oh, yeah. Where I think they value like, their friendship over winning we, too much. We, yeah. You know, we still boys at the yep. end of the day. It's yep. all good. We cook, we chilling. And I think now that his boy's been removed from the equation, his focus is strictly basketball. That's it. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. I definitely agree. I think it, it definitely refocused him. But he's been a little salty also as well that they traded his boy. He's been mad at uh, Masai Ujiri all year. Been sulking. Yeah, and, and I don't want to hear that. I need him to ball out in the playoffs because if he doesn't, I don't think the Raptors can advance. If he doesn't give you at least 18 and 10, 2010, something like that in that range. I think they go, they gonna need that out of him because when he plays good, he plays really well. He plays decent defense. He can, he he's competitive. But if he doesn't, he'll score like two points and he'll disappear. Well, I think this is it. I think if, if Kyle Larry disappoints in the playoffs this year, he's gone. They 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 mm. getting rid of him. Yeah, he should have been gone honestly. If you ask me, but <laughs> neither here nor there. I would have went for Conley quick. I don't understand what the problem was. Mm. Quickly, but um, yeah. Moving on, uh, Philly, brother. Philadelphia 76 is a very intriguing team in the East right now. Not gonna lie, the process. <laughs> mm. um, fourth in the East right now. Mm. They're uh, ninth in offense, 12th in defense. Um, they got Tobias, acquired Mike Scott, Boban, Jonathan Simmons. They got that scrub James Ennis over there. Um, <laughs> I hate James Ennis. <laughs> fucking hate him. Um, <laughs> I got Philly as a contender, a fringe contender, but a contender. And my issue with them, this strength to me is I feel like they're very top heavy, which I will call it as a strength for them. I think they're very top, very top heavy because they core for it. And top four to me is elite in my mind. But 
The bench is why I worry about this team. The depth on this team, because I feel like it's severely lacking. After that, Mike Scott is solid. TJ McConnell. TJ uh, yeah, McConnell, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean yeah. he plays hard. He's a little feisty, but I don't yeah, really he don't care. Hard. He's uh, yeah. like Rudy. He's yes. like Rudy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, I don't care about his feistiness. Can you get me a bucket? And you can't. <laughs> Boban, uh, I'm not going to rely on him in the playoffs. He'll give you a good 10 minutes of, of being an ogre. You know, he'll, he'll give you that. Jonathan Simmons, I thought he'll be a little bit better. He hasn't really shown me much, but I I do think he's a promising young player. But um, my issue also with them being top-heavy is also coaching also with uh, Brett Brown. So that's my issues with them. But uh, JL, contender or pretender for the Sixers? I know uh, mm. a lot of people might disagree with me, but uh -oh. I think they're going to go pretender. Oh, talk about it. <laughs> pretender. Tell me why, brother. I Kind of the reasons you just echoed, they are very top-heavy. Very. And that scares me. Um, and then not to mention the fact that you brought in Jimmy Butler. When you brought in Jimmy Butler, you already heard Joel Chirpin. Yes. Chirpin about my role. And then you went and brought in another dude in Tobias Harris, mm -hmm. which is going to take more touches away from him. Now you're now you're talking about getting into playoff time, and Ben Simmons' jump shot is going to become an issue in the playoffs. Mm. It's going to. So you think it's going to be an issue? Yes, it's going to be an issue in the playoffs. Mm. It's going to be an issue. So and yeah, you you got Joel Embiid. Mm. Now he's. He's a little banged up a little bit. Some knee tendonitis. Something's up with his knee, I believe, right? Not his back anymore, just the knee. I know he's been a good soldier up to this point, uh -huh. but Jimmy Butler's attitude uh. is going to reshow itself come playoff time if things aren't going well. I agree. Mm. So I, I have a lot of questions about this team, not to mention the fact that when they, you know, some of the trades they did make, you know, they improved the team, but they did lose some depth. Like, personally, as much as I like Jimmy Butler, I liked Covington and Sarek. Mm. Like, I, I liked that tandem you had going for you because Covington plays defense. I mean, Jimmy Butler is a great defender, but Covington does play defense, too. Can't hit three. Sorry, he's another shooter. So, it, I, I felt like they... they they got rid of quite a bit of shooting that they needed. A lot of shooting. I, I mean, is Joel going to be your three-point shooter in the playoffs? Like, Remember, that's I, what I he complained about earlier. Players. He said that they were using yeah, him as a stretch five, and he doesn't like being utilized in that role as a stretch five. That's what I'm mean. yeah. I, I have too many questions for this team to, to call them a contender. I just do. Mm, I hear you because it's like I always ask the question, is less – more with this particular squad. And I think it is, honestly. And and who's going to sacrifice in on this roster? Because I feel like the person who has to sacrifice has got to be Jimmy Butler. And I think that's where Elton Brand went wrong um, at the trading deadline. Because when he acquired Tobias Harris, I'm not going to lie, I would have had a trade for Jimmy Butler on deck immediately. And I would have traded Jimmy Butler at the deadline if because I think Tobias is a better fit with that roster. He's mild-mannered as well. He's, his ego is not really a problem with him. Um, as you can see, and he'll blend into his role, a scoring role, which is what they needed, a perimeter scorer. But Jimmy, I would have traded him, JL, for, for, for I would have honestly traded him to Houston for Eric Gordon and some picks because he was on the table. I feel like another shooter, a guard, an actual tool guard that can come off the bench behind J.J. Redick would be more beneficial for that roster and for their style of play. So you can keep Joel Embiid on the block. You don't have to put him as a stretch five. I feel like they should have traded him, JL. They should have. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can, I can definitely agree with that. Yeah, it just, it's, it, when it comes to to the playoffs, you, we all know that you got to perform in the half court setting, mm -hmm. and in the half court, to me, that's where Ben Simmons' jumper is going to become an issue. Yeah, and who else is facing the floor besides JJ Redick? I mean, mm. Tobias Harris is a decent shooter, but I would call him more streaky than than great. Mm -hmm. Jimmy Butler is a streaky shooter. Very. He can hit threes, but he's not a shooter. Like you, you, you're so. 
you just there's no consistency mm. on the outside perimeter. So I just mm. somebody so, is going to just shut down. I'm just sticking to to JJ Reddick like glue. He he's not. I'm taking him out of the equation. And you gonna have to make your big four beat me. Mm. And to me, none of them have really clearly defined roles yet. Oh, I mean, besides none of them. like the point guard. But yeah, none of them at all have defined roles. They're just playing basketball right now, like rec league ball right yeah. now. Yeah. It's, it's all talent, as far as I'm concerned. Exactly, and that to me, I'm glad you brought that up because that to me is my my weakness with that team. And to me, my weakness is it might be a little bit of coaching, man, because how to me is Brett Brown going to mesh this talent in the postseason? Because I feel like he has to be more of an ego manager now in the postseason. And because to me, I feel like in the postseason, they're going to have to stagger those lineups a lot more than he has been in the season now because I feel like their offense is very one-dimensional. It's stagnant. If you notice, Jail, you know what they do every time I watch their plays? It's, all they do is dribble handoffs every possession. Every time Ben Simmons comes on the court in the half-court set, it's a dribble handoff to J.J., which is an, who who hands it off to Embiid, who doesn't, and J.J. does another curl, another pin down. There's another dribble handoff or screen and a shot, or Tobias coming around a curl. It's all dribble handoffs to me, and it's very basic offense that I feel like in the playoffs, when you game plan for it, it's very easy to stop. And that's my issue, and I feel like that offense has to be a little bit more dynamic, dynamic for them to take the next step in the playoffs. 100%. Yeah, definitely. So that that's going to be interesting to watch, man. I, I was I was leaning to a pretender, but I'm glad you said it, man. <laughs> I thought I was a little crazy yeah, I, then. <laughs> I, I can't I can't trust him. Ain't trust him. I feel you. I feel you. Um so yeah, so moving on to the other East powerhouse. Um let's go to the Boston Celtics, man. Boston Celtics right now, they are 5th in the East. Um the 10th in offense, 5th in defense. They've uh, they've lost five out of six since the All Star break. They got spanked by my Rockets this weekend. Um, over there in Boston, a lot of questions with this team right now. They've the expectations they've had. They haven't gotten close to their expectations. Everybody had them as a top two seed in the NBA, uh, in the NBA or in the Eastern Conference rather. That they were competing against Golden State. Been a lot of questions around this team, a lot of uncertainty, a lot around Kyrie Irving and his leadership and if his leadership has affected their style of play. So for me personally, I'm going to go I'm going to go contender still, but I'm going to go contender depending upon matchup. Because I I feel like if they stay in that five seed and they have to play Philly in that five seed and then Milwaukee in the second round, I don't think they can get to the Eastern Conference Finals. But if they can somehow slip into six, maybe play Indiana in the first round somehow, I think they can be a better team and then they can be a contender in that way. But as far as talent-wise, I do think they have the talent to be a contender and I think they will try to make some noise in the playoffs. But before we get into that, JL, you tell me, contender or pretender for these Boston Celtics? I was one of those people who had them as a top two seed. Mm. I really thought this team was going to have a chance to compete with Golden State, perhaps. But I got to go pretender, man. Ooh. They they just they they're they're not meshing. Like to mm. me, this is the time where you're supposed to mesh as a team. Like you're you're supposed to crescendo your way into yes. into the playoffs like y'all y'all this is, the time to this is where y'all bond exactly this is where you where the camaraderie is coming together a little bit more the morale is building and building not decreasing yeah. like it seems like every and now it's gotten to the point every single game because Kyrie has opened his damn mouth so much so much this, this season like every game after every game he's just he, it, even this past game, like when they lost to Houston, they were just talking to him, and he basically said a couple words for every question. It was like, your leadership it, it, is ass, dude. It's, it's like horrible, Jay. Horrible. And personally, it, he took cues from Braun. I'm saying it. Yeah, he took <laughs> he took leadership cues from Braun. Mm. Big bro, he showed it. You, you know what's cra- you know what's crazy, man. He he's been all over the place this this year with his emotions or or his free agency intentions, and and you know what I think, man. I, I said it in another show uh, previously um, that. 
the other key role players on the Celtics, they, I feel like they might be a little bit upset because they feel like the organization is catering too much to Kyrie Irving's free agency. And I feel like they're not trying to hear it and they're not having it. So I was thinking about it, like, if they win, right? That's, if they win or they go to, if they win the Easter Conference Finals or they go to the Finals, I feel like all the credit goes to Kyrie as the person who brought them over the top because they went to the Conference Finals last year. And if they don't win, I feel like, they believe the narrative is going to be like the role players didn't step up because you know Kyrie's going to get his 25 regardless no matter what he's going to get his 25 and I feel like these guys feel like they would be getting there anyway just based on the fact that LeBron isn't there in the east anymore and they were already building on their way building to some chemistry and on their on the right track to winning and I feel like Kyrie acting like an OG this year in the locker room is making everything worse because he wants to be respected as an OG in the league but he doesn't have that. He's not an OG, JL. And I think he wants to be respected. And these young guys are looking at him like, bro, you 27, you're 26. You're not an OG. Relax. We're not what's taking a the, step back for you. The thing that that Kyrie really botched was he he looked at himself in that LeBron-esque light. Mm-hmm. Yes. However, if you look at the scenarios, when LeBron was out, Cleveland didn't win anything. Nothing. When it pre-LeBron, before LeBron got to Cleveland, when it was just Kyrie there, ass. Number mm. one pick, number one pick. They, they were terrible. So, and then you have Boston, these young guys stepping up, making plays, and getting to the Eastern Conference Finals last year without you. Mm-hmm. Now you want to put on this 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 whole moniker that oh well these young guys don't necessarily know Kevin Love's and everybody this and that you still wasn't winning game. So I just Kyrie wants to be looked at in the light of LeBron, but he's not. As good as Kyrie is, and as as clutch as Kyrie is, because he is clutch, and I will give him that. That brother makes them clutch buckets. He does. He. he he has to understand that he's not LeBron. And the way LeBron does things, LeBron is able to get away with that because of how good LeBron is. Of course. He always gets the benefit Ky- of the doubt. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, Kyrie, you're good. You ain't that good, though, dude. You- and let's not forget. Mm. See, people forget. I don't forget. Kyrie was injury prone. When he forget- first he's got still injury league, prone. Where there you go. He yeah. is an injury prone, and to me, he he's never really proven himself to be a winner. He won with LeBron. With LeBron, exactly. But People on act his like he's a winner marriage, so much. Yeah, on his own merits, he's never won when he's led a team on Not his at own. All. Never. Not at all. Not at all. So I, I'm like, if I'm these young dudes, I'm like, yeah, kick rocks, bro, because. You didn't win a goddamn thing until you got LeBron. Mm-hmm. So miss you with that. So him calling out his teammates and all that, yeah, it was definitely unwarranted. And if I was one of them, I definitely would take offense to it. Yeah, I definitely, bro, I definitely would too. Got to the Eastern too. Conference Finals without you. Without and you. Stewart. And you know what's crazy? You know what I was thinking too? Where's Al Horford in all this? The so-called veteran leader on this team. This first of all, this bum is giving you thirteen and six. <laughs> all right, they give you thir- people will screaming Al Horford to me like this guy is the answer to the Celtics. Stop it! And he's making damn near max money. I don't know what he's making right now. Almost thirty mil. Giving you thirteen. Six. He's supposed to be the vet leader. Where is he? Where is he? Al Horford is a veteran presence, but in a scenario like this, let I mean, wait, wait, honestly, what? dude, let, let's keep it real. Let's keep it real. Who who gonna listen to Al Horford? <laughs> they paying up. They paying enough. Where where where? I'm not trying to count the man's pockets, but come on now. Who's listening to Al Horford as far as I mean, like, dude, I mean, you're he's a, great a veteran leader. A veteran leader, but you ain't a star. <laughs> veteran leader who's not leading. This guy who is going to lead me to the championship. So yes, I will take some of your advice, mm. but as far as you trying to shut things down and bruh, that and that's never been Al Horford's personality. No. Al Horford always come across as just really a really laid I'm just back saying, dude. We gotta hold him accountable, man. We gotta hold that man accountable. People, he's not being held accountable for this. Is it, there's there's a piece of it. I mean, I'm not trying to shit on the man Al Horford. I'm just saying he's supposed to be a lead on the team. I think because of what he was paid, everybody is putting him in this pedestal. Like, 
oh, well, he he getting paid max dollars. I'm like, well, yeah, I mean. I'm just saying, for the I people who are screaming Al Horford like, to me. Yeah, I would say, <laughs> I mean, come on, dude. Like, that, that man, that man a real basketball fan. Mm. Whoever told, whoever is preaching Al Horford to you, that they don't know basketball. Thank you. That's all, that's all, that's all I'm saying. Because I just, yeah, like, I'm sorry. Oh, As a good is yeah can he can he you know coach some of the young dudes absolutely he can help he can have a veteran presence but if you telling me Al Horford gonna be the main voice in a players only meeting oh man no not at all <laughs> not at all man uh but let's move let, let's move on JL um the Indiana Pacers man um they're a very good team right now third in the east they're second in defense bro Second in defense, fifteenth mm-hmm. in offense. Um, they've been overlooked as um, as I one would expect. Their stars gone. Victor Oladipo, Nate McMillan is doing a hell of a coaching job. One out of only eight African American coaches in the league, mind you. There needs to be more. Let's get that in play. Album Silver, Adam Silver, don't play yourself. Um, one of but, my coaches. I'm always pounding the tech. Yeah, you you you're damn right. And um, Oladipo, he's missed basically like almost half of the season now. And the next best players, though, they got Sabonis, they got Miles Turner, Bogdanovich. They're stingy, they're scrappy, they're playing great defense. They allow the fewest points per game in the league. And um, yep. to me, to me, one of their strengths of this roster is that they have nothing to lose. Nothing to lose, and they could just go out and have fun. And that, to me, is a scary team sometimes. A team that has nothing to lose and nothing to, nothing to really, no expectations on them. So I think that's their strength, that they can't play very loose. And I think they are definitely going to scare a team. I don't think they could beat a team in the playoffs. So I definitely don't have them as a contender. They're a pretender. But I believe they can scare somebody in the East because for taking them too lightly. I think for the reasons you named, I'm actually going to put them in the contender category. Oh, wow. I spicy. They're, well, I think they're in the third. Are they in the third seed third right seed, now? Third seed. Yeah. Third seed right now. I, for those reasons you named, they're a team that they have nothing to lose. Nothing. They have nothing to fear. And if you look at their team, they have a pretty good roster. Like their team's pretty, pretty solid. solid. I mean, you know, you the players you mentioned, you got Thaddeus Young. You got Bo, uh, Bogdanovich who mm-hmm. can hit the three. Miles Turner. Turner. I mean, you you Wesley really Matthews you know they picked up. You got Darren Collison. Mm-hmm. You still got uh, Tyree Evans. Solid so you got to play. You got solid players. And Nate McMillan is a good coach. Very good. I think he is one of the biggest, I guess, most underrated coaches. Oh like, yes. yes. When he Portland went unnoticed like people don't realize how good of a coach he really is yes and and he's never really had like super superstars mm-hmm. but yes he, he had dame lillard in in portland early on but mm-hmm. he's never really had like a superstar and, players, and his teams players are always respect strapped. players respect they, him too yes, yes. Man. and and he plays he, his teams are always good defensively mm-hmm. so i just think this team really can put some fear into people. Mm. I think able to switch because they have so many players who can um, have good size and are very athletic. They can switch and play different roles. So I think they really could surprise some people Mm. and I think they could contender. Okay. Okay. Spicy talk. I like to hear that, JL. (laughs) Um, The Brooklyn Nets. Hmm. Very interesting team. My Brooklyn, I'm not saying my Brooklyn Nets, but repping for Brooklyn Nets. Um, they are the sixth seed in the East right now, 17th in offense, 17th in defense. Um, they already have more wins than they did each of the past three seasons. So shout out to them for that, for playing hard. Coach Atkinson has this team playing very well right now. Been sneaking up on a lot of a lot of teams. Uh, D'Lo's first All Star appearance. Got to show him some love there as well. Jared Allen is coming to his own as one of the good centers in the league. A very good shot blocking defender center. Rondé Hollis Jefferson been playing well. Joe Harris won a three point shootout. Karis Levert has been balling. Spencer Dinwiddie off the bench has been balling. But Joe Harris three point. Joe sniper. Harris. But can they win a playoff series? I don't know, JL. I'm not going to lie to you because when I see who they are matched up with, if they play against the Pacers, they could do some damage. But anybody else, 
I gotta go pretend against the Nets, man. As much as I want to see them succeed, I definitely think they're first run out. I think they might be just happy to be here in those kind of terms. So I'm gonna go pretend on the Nets, Jay. What about you? No, 100% agree with you, bro. Mm. I, I think they are uh, pretenders. Yeah. I just think they're a team that they're a team that's on the rise. They're mm -hmm. a team to me. They're they're the Milwaukee Bucks like two three years ago. Mm, they're a team good comparison. That, yes. That you see is is growing. They have some nice pieces. If I like like honestly, if I'm a superstar coming into this offseason, I'm really looking hard at Brooklyn. Yes. I'm just, you, you got you you got Jared Allen, so you got a defensive president in the post in the paint. You got uh, D'Angelo Russell, so you got a legit all-star point guard. Would you keep him if you're the Nets, Jail? This summer. Am I keeping him? Yeah, D'Lo. He's a restricted free agent. I, I, I like D'Angelo okay. Russell. Okay. I personally thought the Lakers made a mistake trading him. That was mm. just my personal opinion. You but know why, I, though? They needed that. The big ball away. For, that was I mean, all the big ball away. <laughs> I mean, look, at the end of the day, what happened with him and Nick Young in the locker room, you mm. really couldn't fix. Yeah. And I, I think somebody had to go. Mm -hmm. I, the players gravitated he towards Nick Young. He lost the locker room at that point. He, he, he lost yeah. a lot. So he had to go. Mm -hmm. uh, just unfortunate because now we see the player he's kind of blossoming into. Yes. But I think the Nets, you definitely keep him. Mm. You got him. You got Jared Allen. You got Karis LeVert. Mm -hmm. You got Joe Harris. I mean, so, you know, Allen Crabs. So you got some shooters. You look at this team and you like, okay, they play hard. Hard. Scrap. You know, you in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. Shout out to B.I.G. I mean, so you aren't necessarily the bright lights of Madison Square Garden. But you still in that New York borough, you know what I'm saying? So you 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 still get that New York love. Yeah. So I mean if I'm a if I'm a superstar, I'm really looking at Brooklyn. I Plus agree. you back in the East, sans LeBron. Ain't no LeBron there. So you really don't have I mean, you got you got Giannis, you got Joel, whatever, but as far as like that number one player in the league type, you don't really LeBron, that, that role block of LeBron is gone. Yes. So I it's, mean, it's still, it, the East is wide open, I feel like. East is wide open still, but yeah, for sure. The Nets are, are pretenders, but they mm -hmm. are pretenders on the up and up. Yes, I agree. 100% agree. We're in agreement there. Um, the Detroit Pistons, man, they are 7th in the East right six 6th or 7th in the East right now. They are 21st in offense, 10th in defense, which is surprising, mind you. I didn't know they were that high. 10th of defense. They won. I yeah, I was very surprised by that. Dwayne Casey got them playing some defense. They won nine out of their last 11 games. They've been playing well. Blake is having a career year, giving you uh, 25, 8, and 5. Um, they're playing well. I'm going to go pretender because I don't feel like they have enough other than Blake and Drummond. I'm not a big fan of Reggie Jackson. I'm not going to lie. I'm not a big fan of his, him as a point guard. I feel like he over dribbles. And they are, are a pretender to me, J.L. But, you know, my issue with them is can Blake take over in the playoff series? I don't know if he could take over in the playoff series, J.L. I mean, he probably could. He'll give you great numbers like his 25-8-5, but willing his team to win is another thing that I'm worried about with Blake Griffin. I hope he can, and I think he will because I'm actually rooting for Blake. And... I need him to see him elevate his teammates as well. JL, what do you think about the Detroit Pistons? Dude, you took the words right out of my mouth. I literally was just thinking with Blake. <laughs> I was like, you know, he gives you these great numbers, uh -huh. but they don't feel like impact numbers. Yeah. Like they 